This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Anyway, how you been doing? I've been doing pretty well, considering the absolute insanity that is now modern life. Well, is it truly insanity if it's truly precautions that helps out your fellow man? No, it's not insanity, but it's just so many things that are unnecessary. Oh, I'll agree with that. Like, and I think I tweeted this out, and you may have seen it. The sale of handguns and rifles in the state of Texas is up 300% since the outbreak of COVID-19. What the hell is that about, you know? Because it's going to be anarchy. you got to protect your stuff that's yours. And, you know, people just want an excuse to do whatever they're wanting to do. It's like me. I, you know, it's like, I want to buy more comics. So I stocked up on comics. COVID-19. I need to stay home and read. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, how are things... For your work, are you still in the office or? Oh, yeah, I'm essential. This is why I went into medical devices. So, yeah, we're not shutting down. Well, I know you're not shutting down, but I didn't know if there was restrictions on. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, practice the good things about staying apart. We've divvied up the duties of going around and sanitizing all the door handles and common touch areas and the break room and all that every two hours. And, you know, if you feel anything remotely like you might be sick with something or anything, then go home. Right. So my main concern is my millennials just sitting there going, eh, it's not going to hurt me and going out and doing everything and getting it and bringing it back in. So. What about Anne? I know there was... Some talk about there was a person she worked with that was exposed or something. No, no, that was a whole. So, so St. Louis has got a bunch of colleges, and they had there were several fam. There was not families, but there were several. There were two or three girls that were off in Italy on studying abroad. They got sent back because the universities closed, and they came back and immediately went out to parties or the workout or do whatever when they got back before going, oh, I may have this, and then later finding out they do have it. So, you know, one of the facilities that where my wife works is a gym. So they have a gym. They have early childhood development. They have adult daycare and all this other stuff. It's, you know, she works for a nonprofit that supplies all that, and they came there and worked out. So, And those are the kind of places where stuff just spreads. Exactly. Okay. I mean, she 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 catches it, you know anything and everything that comes through actually eventually runs through that place because kids are nothing but little germ factories. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then you know you got people that think they're invulnerable and nothing's going to happen to them, and anyway, it just it is what it is. So, and all that's right. all it was. So, you know, right now, <laughs> it's it's it well. 
I was about to say interesting, but you just see the news, and it's like last week at this time there was like one or two cases, and now it's up to over a hundred. So it's exponential growth, and I, and I think people are pretty now pretty much appreciating what expo- exponential growth is. I think they're starting to, yes. But oh, I know it's just I'm thinking of you know last Sunday, and people were still going out and going to restaurants and. I met with a friend of mine at, you know, last Tuesday night to have coffee, somebody I haven't seen in a while, and then it was like the next day, well, I had to go over to Tarrant County, which is where Fort Worth is, Mm -hmm. because they were still not on quite as restricted. By Tuesday, Dallas County had already pretty much restaurants, bars, no, you need to be closed. So I met, you know, my friend over, drove over to a little town called Euless, which is a mid-city between Dallas and Fort Worth, and had coffee with this person. And then the next day, uh, the first fatality in the Dallas area took place in Arlington, which is a mid-city between Dallas and Fort Worth. And so Tarrant County then locked everything down, No, you know, ordered all bars and restaurants to close. So Yeah, that happened to us Friday and then we got the what is how do you uh, stay at home? Not to stay at home. How to uh, forget the term they're using for it. Anyway, we got that order like yesterday for our city and county. But right. again, I'm in the healthcare industry, so I'm going to work. But we're all practicing precautionary stuff. And I mean, here's the thing of it: we're all going to get it eventually. It's just trying to flatten the curve. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say we're all going to get it, but okay, seventy percent of us. Okay, probably. It's like a cold. It's like a version of the cold or the flu, just worse. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is a nice way of putting it. But. But anyway, I guess enough people are hearing about that. Well, I know, but it is topical. No, but, I agree with that. But I mean, as far as this staying home, I mean, to me, yeah, it's going to drive me batshit because I like I have to get out and go do things Pam won't bother her at all I mean she she doesn't leave the house unless she has to she, she could she could be a mushroom and be perfectly happy and never leave so. I'm kind of in that mode now I have no problem staying at home I got enough stuff to do I got all my comics I've spent the weekend getting all my comics put back up and organized I finally processed all my stuff from Cowabunga Got those what I needed rebagged and boarded and then sorted into where they need to go. Um, actually read a few more comics that I picked up and I've got some plans for some other stuff and I stocked up on some supplies on Friday, so I'm just a bagging and a boarding and yeah, sorting did, and a sorting and a filing. Did you read the email attached with the FOC on Friday from them? I think I did. So I guess I actually I need to get my FOC in. I haven't well, done that yet. Well, they were saying they're still open on basic operations, so their shop is still open. My LCS was open this past Wednesday. So. Well, mine, they closed all non-essentials here, so our shop, my shop sent out an email or something in Facebook saying we could come by by appointment or something like that. But I was talking to him Friday when I went in. It's like, 
he's going to be closed to the public, but he's going to have his guys in there separated, but they're going to be sorting and filing and pricing and just getting to a bunch of backlog he's got on stuff. So right. he's going to use it to catch up on inventory and keep them employed. And if you want to come by and get your stuff, just make an appointment and either pay for it over the phone and they'll bring it out or, you know, he'll be there, unlock the door, let you come in, get your stuff and leave and not have more than two or three people in there if that. Right. Well, that's so. smart. So you just got to be creative. Yes. So my thing is our, what's going to happen to printing and distributing? Well, that's it. There's all kinds of questions on this and but in the grand but but in the grand scheme of things there are stuff out there going on that's more important than comics well i'm not <laughs> just to let the listeners know about that but i mean we are kind of that's what this podcast is about so you know comics and the rest by the way this is best of the rest if you just accidentally stumbled onto us for the first time mm-hmm. um but yeah What's going to happen with printing and distribution and, you know, and the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about is, you know, the postponement or cancellation of all the cons. And I think about creators like David Pepose, Michael Morisi, guys who are with, you know, some of the smaller independent presses. These cons are where they make a lot of their money. Yep. And they're going to be in financial difficulties well i i do think you need to be creative like terry moore was last weekend i think rafer roberts is doing uh i think he did a virtual ecc con and i think there's a few others that are some doing some stuff online that i see in twitter and some other things but that may be you know how you have to do it reach out directly to the followers and if you're not following artists and Writers, get on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and go ahead and do it. It's actually highly entertaining and it's good to, kind of good to interact with them that way, especially in times like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that abstract studio con that Terry did was absolutely brilliant. I mean, that was a perfect idea. And you could tell he was having a lot of fun with it. I, I attended all of his quote-unquote panels except the one on Facebook because I don't. <laughs> do facebook that was the only one i did attend well i heard that was there was a lot of people there but eh, you know it was like 40 50 people okay well. it, the, the problem is it, it broke down a bit when he was giving away the sketch the it it hiccuped right then so it's like he had thought of a random number and he's like okay everybody start spitting out a number until somebody picks it so aaron and I were on there. We threw out these numbers, and we weren't seeing any other numbers. And people were going, I don't see any numbers. And he's going, I don't see any numbers. And Aaron and I was like, we're throwing out numbers. And it got to be kind of chaotic. But that's Facebook all screwing up at the wrong time is what that was. Well, not just that. It was YouTube because on Sunday, his panel he did on Sunday, he did, he did a Thursday panel on YouTube. He did a Friday panel on Instagram. Saturday on Facebook and then Sunday on YouTube again. Well, on Sunday, he was doing his usual thing, doing a sketch and going to give it away. And, you know, I'm looking at the video and, the, of course, the comments and the feeds are scrolling by. Because of the, apparently, the problem Saturday night, he wasn't going to do the random number. He just was going to do a simple question. And 
there was obviously a delay from the video <laughs> as to the chat because all of a sudden he goes, let me think of a question. And all of a sudden everybody just starts saying Houston, 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 Houston. about 15 people. And the question was, what city do I live in? <laughs> well, by the time I got the question, 20 people had already answered it. So I didn't have a hoot in hell's chance of getting the sketch. <laughs> so. You know what? They're still figuring out the quirks. But oh yeah, but you know what? I did enjoy that, and I, I only got to do that the um, the Facebook one because I either I was busy with some other stuff or I forgot about the other ones. But you know that'd be, uh, you know what? I don't know what his schedule is, but and I don't think you can call it a con. But I think that'd be pretty neat if he did something like that about every month or two or every other month. He talked about on one of those. Certainly, he's going to do it. A couple of times a year, or at, or at least do it to call attention to his sketches on his website, so he can move those. Those didn't last on his website long after he put when he would put them up. No, they didn't. Because I saw the one with Mike and Motor Girl, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'll seriously think about that." And I went and looked, and it was already sold out. Right. So it showed. It showed up. That was the, that was the one thing though on his website. It shows up on there, but then you got to hover on it, and then it says sold out to know that it's no longer available. Well, another thing that I've noticed too, and I, I think this is just the nature of how some of that works. There'll be a sketch, and it doesn't show sold out, but it's, but it's already in somebody's cart. Yeah. They've got it in their cart, and they haven't checked out yet. So it still shows on the website that it's available, but then you try to click on it, and then it says unavailable. But you know what? As long as he he gets his uh. Artwork sold and compensated for it. Well, that's all that matters. That is true, and he sold a lot, and I bought a sketch. Oh, yay! You bought a sketch. You didn't. Oh, well, from the ones you didn't like at C2E2. Well, this one, you know, I regret not buying one at C2E2. I should have done so. No, you buy what you like. If there wasn't any you didn't like, you can just wait till next year. Well, that's because true. It's just some of them I see, some of them that he takes to other cons, and I'm like, ooh, I would have liked that. <laughs> right. So anyway, I ended up buying one. Of course, the thing with the free shipping was excellent, and everything signed. And I thought the the idea of the quote-unquote con badge was clever. Mm-hmm. They're basically just sending you it's a card, <laughs> but it's like, so they thought that out pretty well, and you could tell he was having fun with it. He just yeah. enjoys everything. So, I mean, he seems like a, such a even-tempered person. There's like nothing ever really ruffles him too bad. Yeah, it's just when people take advantage of his good-naturedness. Right. And he's like, funny as hell on Twitter. If you don't follow yeah. him on Twitter, you should. <laughs> you should, because he puts out some hilarious things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess this would have been a perfect time for me to kind of started reading some SIP. I need to get that hardcover sometime. Or, Well, I did pick up a bunch of the trade – or not the trades, the floppies over C2E2 weekend, but I'm nowhere close. Well, you know what? You know what kind of confuses me about his stuff? Like he, he did some stuff in abstract, and then he went to image, and then he came back to abstract. And I'm trying to figure out that whole sequence of those first – those 
first few years? Um, I don't think he started out at Abstract. I'm... Or was it Antarctic Press? Did he start at Antarctic Press? I don't know. I'm looking right now. I've got a second print or a third print of the very first Strangers in Paradise, and I think it. I was looking at it actually last night, and I saw that it had AP on it. So maybe it was Antarctic Press. Yeah, well, something we can figure out later. Right. But I saw that Rafer was doing some uh, sketches last night, and he had a awesome-looking Usagi Yojimbo that he did on an IDW blank cover. And I was seriously looking up to – went to his website. What was it? Plastic Farm? Something like that? To see if it was up there because it was it, – I mean – some of his art, you got to get a little used to, but the he did that Usagi Yojimbo, and he did a Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that just looked awesome. They very, looked really good. Very nice. And so I didn't see him up there yet, but he just put them in Twitter, so he may not have put them on his store yet. But that's how you can go out and support your... Um, Artists and your writers, go see if they've got, or especially your artists, go see if they've got their own store, got their own web page, and see what they're putting up there. Exactly. Okay, I found it. Strangers in Paradise. Volume 1, which was only three issues. Yep, three issues. Antarctic Press. Okay, it was Antarctic Press. Volume 2, Abstract Studios, 14 issues. Volume 3, Image Comics slash Homage Comics, eight issues, and then back to Abstract Studio for 82 issues. Mm-hmm. So. That's the run. That's the publication so. history. So, yeah, you got to find the three, the eight, the, let's just say the three, the 12, the eight, and then the 82. Three, 14, <laughs> eight, and 82. 14, so... Yeah. But hey, that woman at Situitu had all of that and more. <laughs> well, I will say the week before I went on his website and bought some stuff, I bought, uh, he did a cover for the revival of the three, well, the start of the revival from several years ago of Poison Elves from Drew Hayes' son. It only went like three issues, and then it went on hiatus, but he did a f- cover for that. and he, he got some more of those and signed one for me, and then I got his 2019 sketchbook. That was a well-done idea, and others, I think, I'm hoping, are going to get more creative in doing that. Well, what would a writer do? How can, what can a writer do? I know an artist can put stuff up there to sell art and all that, but a writer? Hmm. Scripts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could write a script. Right in front of you while you're on, doing the, and then auction it off. Now, probably won't work, but I mean, there could be something. I'm sure you could get creative and figure out some idea. But I am worried about, you know, concern for those guys because, like David proposed, is nicest. Well, he and Terry Moore are in a perpetual contest for the nicest guy in comics. <laughs> and so I really, I, I hate to see this pandemic do something that injures a lot of people. And it's going to be, I mean, but it's going to do a lot of stuff. God knows how many restaurants are going to go out of business. And I don't mean the big ones. I mean like the little Vietnamese restaurant down the street where you go a couple times a week to get some pho. That little barbecue joint that you took 
as to um, yeah the, the the places you want to go yeah because I know when I was reading something just this past week somebody talked about the average amount of you know liquid cash that restaurants like that carry on the average it's about four days four days of liquid cash you know that they could you know so they live really on the margins mm-hmm so that's another thing I'm yeah that's why Anne and I have been trying to do a little bit more takeout and stuff the past few days to kind of support the places while we can. Yeah. And while I'm making a concentrated effort to get my LCS, I mean. Right. Um, I know, so my LCS owner has a shop in Illinois and here. And last week he already had to shut his one in Illinois down. So he had the one here in Missouri going, and then we just got to orders this weekend. So, but he's making contingency plans as we've already talked about. But yeah, I mean, I've been listening to a bunch of other podcasts. They've been talking about how they're, you know, they got some LCSs that are just closing and not going to open back up. But again, that gets back to our printing and distribution question. If there's no printing or distribution to come in, then you can't even go in to buy anything. Right. So. And I saw a tweet yesterday that just irked me a little bit because it was a it was a stupid tweet as far as I'm concerned. Somebody was saying. They were criticizing Bad Idea. You know, why would Bad Idea launch a line of comics during a pandemic? They didn't do it during the pandemic. They, this has been planned months ago. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, they didn't just come up and, and have this idea. So it's like, you're totally uninformed, whoever made this it's comment. Like, yeah, it's like, why did they release these movies during a pandemic? Right. Yes. Why, do why, they are, why, why are these books getting released during this pandemic? Why are these games getting released during this pandemic? People, you just don't decide you're going to release something next week. No, you don't. There's a pipeline. Speaking of which, are you going to buy the Bloodshot movie? Yep, I'll buy it to watch it. I was wanting to go see it. I was well. I want to support Valiant movies, and I was wanting to go see it, and I can't go see it now. So I will buy it to show my support because I don't want them. I mean, any of the movies that released in the past week or two, how are they supposed to be judged, whether they were a success or not? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. My first thought was, no, I'm not going to go pay $20 for a movie that I could have seen in the theater at a matinee for 8 bucks. But you're right. Supporting Valiant does factor into it. So I'm... No. Yeah. I mean, I was going to drag my wife to it, whether she wanted to or not, or I was going to go by myself because it's like I... You know, that's you know that's how we first met over this whole Valiant thing X number of years ago, and I'm a VH1 homer. I've finally f- finished off my complete set of VH1 several weeks ago with my finally getting a pink Harbinger Zero, and I'm just a big Valiant fan, and I want to see more movies. I want to see a Harbinger movie. Now, everything's all complicated by what one company owning part of the licenses now and one company having the other licenses so I don't know how they can do it but I will support their movie endeavors right and right now the only way to do that is to pay to rent it when it goes direct on March 24th I think that was it March 24th I think that which is what Tuesday yep so and maybe they can use those numbers to judge whether or not it's a successful movie or not. Now, here's the other kicker. Is it going to do better because people are stuck at home and wanting to watch movies? 
is it going to do better than it would have done if this didn't happen? You could just go to the theater to see it. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Not just for Bloodshot. That could be for a lot of things. Because people are going to be looking for things to do. And the majority of people, my God, picking up a book and reading horrors perish the thought. I mean, yeah, that's one of the things I'm actually going to try to do. I mean, I've got so many books to read and, and not just comic books. I mean, I got other books. I still got uh, J. Michael Straczynski's autobiography, Becoming Superman, that I've been, I've been sitting here that I've been wanting to read for several months. And some, you know, and just other books and, and stuff to reread. I mean, I've got stuff I've been wanting to reread for several years that I haven't read in over a decade or so. Yeah. Well, I'm the same way. In fact, I tweeted it out a couple of days ago. I'm going to take some time and reread slash read a stack of Kurt Vonnegut novels that I've got. Mm, you know what you need to do some reading on? You need to read The Silmarillion. <laughs> I, you know, I will. I, th- I really should read that because... I've been having trouble sleeping lately, and that would be a perfect way to put myself to sleep, to read the Cimmerillion. Sacrilege. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that it's, it, I know it what re- it is, but it's just. Uh, it reads like a textbook. But... I know, and that it just, it's just uh, <laughs> tiresome to me. But it's so good. I take your word for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what life is going to be like for the next few months. Well, have you read any interesting new comics? Um, yeah, I picked up this new one last, that came out Wednesday, uh, Hell or Hotel L with an extra L. Oh, from AWA. AWA Upshot. This is a nice, interesting publisher that they're starting to come out with. Well, I think they just came out with four titles this past week. And the aforementioned Straczynski wrote uh, Resistance, and that's got Diodato art. So I've got that coming from Cowabunga, and then I didn't have it, but I asked them to add to it Archangel 8 by Marishi. So I've got those two coming, and if I like them, then I may pick up the others. But you got that Hotel Hell or whatever it is. Hotel Hell is what I call it. I'm not sure what it's really called. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I heard a buzz, and it sounded like the call dropped. Nope. So that's this new Matt Kent comic from Dark Horse, Bang. Oh, I heard good things about that. It's really good. It's uh, (laughs) The first issue, they have a blurb on the front from Keanu Reeves, and says, A great effed-up blend of James Bond and Tintin. (laughs) Okay. Take that. I think the second issue's out. I haven't read it yet, but you know, I'm really quite enjoying that. Well, the one I enjoyed most this past week was I got the from a blaze, the Cimmerian, the Queen of the Black Coast adaption. So they can't say Conan because Marvel's got that. But oh, well, you know what? This ties into that discussion we had with uh, James and Eric at Cowabunga because this comic is based on the story. That's why it's called the Sumer- the Sumerian Queen of the Black Coast. So I guess it's out of – so Conan is copyrighted, but the story isn't. Like they were talking about how 
Action Comics 1 is coming in there under public domain, but Superman what? isn't. So I think this is along the same lines, but so this is supposed to be a more true telling according to the story. So they added some gratuitous sex and violence to it, but it's like the other adaptions. But at the end of it, it has the full – for the part of the story that's in the comic, they have the full um, story from Robert E. Happ. So these, these were pulps originally. So they're going to be short chapters that were published monthly. So that's what they put at the end of it. So you get the comic of it, and then you get the actual pulp that he wrote that was like – I think it was like four or five full pages in a really small font. <laughs> but it was the – but it was the whole thing, so you can sit there and read the pulp and look at the page, read the pulp and re- look at the page and match it up. So that was really, really great. And it had a, I got the Merca Andolfo cover, so I was really happy with that. So um, if a Blaze is going to start doing things like that, then I'd start paying attention to them if they're going to start doing some other pulps. But you get, yeah, but you get the entire story and the comic, and it, it's kind of like what Ahoy is doing. Yes. Oh. Talk about Ahoy, there's a new one out, book out from them that I've read. First issue that's enjoyed, Billionaire Island. Oh, yeah, I read that too. That was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I was kind of going into it, eh, I'm getting all the Ahoy to kind of see what it's like, and it's like, ooh, I like this. Yeah, I I I enjoyed most of it. Well, it's the same guy that wrote Second Coming, so you can really see the satire in it. Yes, oh, yeah. It, It is so satirical. Is that a word? Yes, it is. Yes, and I love satire. And like their other books, they kind of combine some the comics, but some prose stories in there that are sort of ancillary to the main story. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm really liking what they're doing as a publisher. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting. I don't think I'm getting one or two of their newest things. They got something coming out, Ash and Thorn. Something like that. I'm I'm not getting it. This didn't appeal to me. And then there was something else they were putting out, and I was like, mm. but I like Billionaire Island and oh, anything they put out on the Wrong Earth, I'm gonna read. I love the Wrong Earth. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is that is great. I'm trying to decide. How are you feeling about their current the uh, Snifter of Terror? I enjoy it for what it is. It's not my favorite comic out there, but it seems it's... to be getting a little repetitive for me. Yeah, I can see where you say it come from that, yeah. I mean I liked the first series and all that, but I thought by then they were they were kind of retreading the same thing over and the second series is kinda doing the same. Right. So But Ash and Thorn, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. I haven't read that one yet. And the one of theirs that I just didn't like at all was Captain Ginger. Ooh, I actually like that. I just... For some reason, I like stories about, uh, you know, future with a post-apocalyptic, where there is no humanity, where, and then it's like the animals or the creations somehow gained intelligence from the experiments and are continuing on, and, you know, they refer to the humans as some kind of like creator, feeders, or whatever it is, and yada, yada, yada. And you, and you start getting clues about what happened and everything. For some reason, I like those kind of stories. Oh, so you loved the Aftershock. Uh... Animosity? Animosity, yeah. Yep, 
Yep, I still get animosity. Of course, I haven't seen it in previews of the past couple of months, so I wonder if it's going on hiatus. I don't know. I just like I just like stories like that, and I like prehistory stuff. Like, oh, I got so excited with the last issue of previews because you see Jason Aaron's coming back and doing the next chapter of The Goddamned. Daughters of Eve, I think, or is it either the Sons of God or the Daughters of Eve? It's ba- it's based on a based on a you know one verse in Genesis about how the daughters of Eve came upon the sons of man and populated the earth. And so that's all it says in the Bible. And then all, now there's this comic that he's this four issue or six issues or whatever it's going to be is going to be based on that one line. And the last the last arc from I don't know five years ago whatever. Oh, it was so good about Cain and Noah. Mm. That's coming from Image. I am so looking forward to that. Yeah, here's another one. It's coming from Hawaii in May. Penulta Man. I haven't decided on that. I remember the issue that came in where they had the three stories and you were supposed to vote on which of the stories you liked the best, and that would be the one they would publish, and I guess that's the one that won. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love this. Penulta Man and his Android understudy, Anti Penulta Man. A bunch of names Ronnie won't be able to pronounce. <laughs> he just needs some sake, then he can pronounce all of them. But I don't know. I'm I'm liking what they're doing. So what about humanoids? You're reading some of those, those stories, right? Especially the no. H1. Nope, I haven't gotten any of those yet. Oh, I turned Ronnie onto those. He's really enjoyed it. That's an interesting. It's their new shared. Well, they have several, but they've introduced a new quote-unquote shared universe called H1. And it's been an interesting mix of periodical comics and trades. They just release complete trades. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Ignited was the first one, and then came Omni and a book called Shadowlands for um, from Mags Visaggio. And but then they released uh, no Strangelands, not Shadowlands. Then they released a trade paperback that I think had been previously released called Big Country, The Big Country, which is a crime novel based in Texas, West Texas, which was really, really good. Oh, they released another trade called Meyer, and the one that just came out a couple weeks ago, a horror-type book, Nick Nevin and the Bloody Queen. Hmm. You might want to try it. Of course, they're all coming out. They're all published in these very nice prestige formats with cardstock covers. I'm sure the collectors are going crazy. Mm, well, you know, maybe I'll check out a trade or two. I mean, I still got, what, three of the um, T- TKO slipcase with the comics in them sitting here that I haven't done, that yeah, I haven't read I haven't, yet. I haven't read any of the second round. So, I mean, I got three of them there, two of them still in the shrink wrap um, that I need to read. And I, I've, been, I know I've heard people talking about TKO and some good stuff. I just, you know, maybe this now is the time I'm going to get caught up on reading a lot of that. Now, so. going back to Bad Idea, did you put in a pre-order? for? Yep, I put a pull list at a, a comic shop that's getting them. 
So, and you know, they, you know, I was talking to him about the rules. It's like, you can only get one and see, I don't know how they enforce that. Say you come in and you buy one, you know, so I got it on a pull list. Well, actually, let me, let me back up. Let me back up. So I was talking to him about it. And the, what they, one of the things they said is once you commit to a number, you have to commit to that number moving forward. Right. So you can't just get like 50 of number one and then only get 10 of number two. If you order 50 of number one, you got to get 50 of number two, 50 of number three, 50 of number four. So when I was talking to him, so there's only one place in St. Louis that's getting them. Now they have multiple shops. So I don't know how that gets multiplied, but he said they had or only ordered eight. And I don't know if that's eight for the shop or for eight for all their shops. So. May make it to the shelf, may not, but I'm, I've am i got a comic of one pull. <laughs> I've got a list of a place for one pull, <laughs> and that's the bad idea. And, I do, and they were wanting me to give them a list of everything. I says, oh, well, I don't know what else they're putting out. Just give me – if there's a bad idea, just pull it for me. Right. So. Well, that's kind of what I did. Uh, one of the shops – my LCS is actually one of the 50 or 100 that was – chosen but there's four i think in the dallas fort worth area there's two in dallas one in fort worth and then one one of the suburbs but yeah i just told he the first one that's coming out i forgot what the name of it is eniac eniac i said yeah put me on the pull list for that but my lcs owner he's really good about he will put things even if i don't if he thinks he knows I'm interested in it. So I put that on there and he will pull, he'll pull anything else with bad idea. He got, he does that for Batman too. If a new Batman title comes out and I haven't specifically asked for it, he'll put it on my pull list. Now sometimes I have, have to tell him to take it off because I'm getting it through Cowabunga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's pretty proactive on that stuff, at least with me for, for certain customers. That he knows well, and he knows my buying habits. Well, I'm hoping this place can know to put all of them on there for me, but we'll see. I'll have to check in. Look at, I know. Well, no, I mean I've told him. It's just well not to, you know. It's that whole that's that sign that Seinfeld episode. You know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to keep the reservation. So we shall see. For the first few, I'll pop in the day of just to make sure. But but I still say, what's the keep? You know, if they've, I mean, if I if there's got multiple shops, what's to keep me from going from one shop or the other and buying one off the shelf? Well, there's not. Sell me one. There's not. Um, like I say, I, cause I thought about that here too. It's like, well, I could go have my regular pull list at Titan, my LCS, but I could also go over, go over to Keith's comics and say I want another list which I could then give it to somebody else in our group that doesn't have it or sell it for one billion dollars on eBay (laughs) but there's no way they can tightly reinforce that just the way there's no way they're going to be able to keep it from being uh, scanned and pirated that's going to happen that just happens with comics and it's probably likely to happen a lot more with this because of the limited number of shops in the beginning and yep. the demand. So, yeah, there's going to be all kinds of 
people, I think, doing nefarious things to, to get copies of it. Well, I don't know about nefarious, but okay, there'll be people speculating on it. Well, there's no question. I'm, in fact, I'm kind of surprised you haven't already seen it because a lot of a lot of times now on eBay, they're starting to put listings out for comics that haven't even come out yet. I don't know how some of these people are doing that, how they're going to guarantee that they get copies of it. And I saw one just a couple of weeks ago. I forgot what the comic was, but it's issue one is not even coming out for another month or so. Yet they're already, this person's selling it, pre-order, pre-selling it on eBay, which I've never seen before. No, oh, you've never seen pre-sales on eBay? Oh, I've seen no. that all the time. Well, that's kind of like all this stuff for Punchline and Batman. Right. Oh, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> that seems to have gotten people crazy. They think there's another Harley Quinn, or the next Harley Quinn. I th- they just forget, though, I think there's going to be more issues of Batman and Detective printed than there are of Batman Adventures back in the day. Yes, no question about that. Or little question about that. So what else other interesting comic stuff have you been into? Not, I mean, I have been doing, rereading some Terry Moore. I was trying to get into the Rachel Rising because, you know, Aaron bought that. Got his $36 copy at C2E2. I thought you'd read that. I have. It's been years. But uh, Ronnie tweeted out something about, Copied me, saying, "Hey, we ought to we ought to do a reread, reread, reread this along with Aaron." And then I said, "Yeah, then we can talk about it on the Abstract Studio Central podcast." Jokingly, so, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten around to it yet. There's so much other stuff. I'm getting to, I'm getting to be like Mike Myers. I'm getting more comics than I have time to read. I just haven't started are, putting them in my you, oven are, yet. <laughs> are you becoming a mood reader? Um. Lately, yeah, it kind of has been. Other than things I have to read, like Batman stuff for the Batpod podcast. But, yeah, I kind of have been mood reading a little bit lately. And I need to catch up on some things. Yeah. Like, I'm way behind on the X-Men stuff. Mm, X-Men. You might like the X-Men, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my LCS just got in a collection, and there's some early X-Men in it, so I've been slowly filling – I've been filling some holes in my my run. Yes, you got one of your grails this past week. Yep. Where'd X-Men you, number 12. Where'd you run across that? Is that my LCS? At your LCS? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. yeah, and he's got a t- he's got an issue two, and he's got an issue four, and he's debating whether to send them off to be slabbed if then sell them. So I had – Prefer to purchase them unslabbed, though. Right. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I got my first Joggernaut. And it's a really nice copy. And he does really good fair prices, so I'm happy. Oh, I uh, I jumped on Sparky's case a little bit this past week. <laughs> Ooh, on what? I found out he had driven to Chicago about a week ago or so, a week, ten days ago, him and family. He was on family stuff. And I was chastising him, jokingly, of course. But, you know, I've been trying to get your peckerwood ass off that farm for two years to meet you, and here you end up driving to Chicago. And 
<laughs> They're supposed to go to Oklahoma City some sometimes. So I show you my Oklahoma City honey hole. Yes, and I know because they've got a lot of Star Wars collectibles too. Yep. So I know he and David would. They would but, love to go to that. So. Well, they got Star Wars, they got GI Joe, and then they have all kinds of video games. Maybe we can go. Well, we can't after, fly right now. Well, I was gonna say after the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Martin wishes. Oh my God, that was another thing I noticed last <laughs> week was Southwest Airlines was offering forty nine dollar. Well, they uh, still are. One way tickets. I've been getting. Yeah, but you gotta look. You gotta look. Like a lot of the ones that come out of St. Louis, it's forty nine dollars to get from here to Kansas City. Right. That's the forty nine dollars. Is the little short hops that take about thirty minutes. Well, but I was looking too. There's other ones. I could have flown to Laguardia for ninety nine dollars. Yep. But who wants to go to Laguardia? Well, that's you have true. to pay me to go to Laguardia. Well, I again I teased out a tweet saying I was going to go to fly to Laguardia and stay with Aaron for a few weeks. <laughs> so I will say I'm starting to get frustrated with my whole pulp search I cannot find other than eBay I cannot seem to locate pulps I see that Aaron Myers finds quite a bit because he's posting them on Twitter I can find Tijuana Bibles easier than I can find pulps right now ooh I might like to collect some Tijuana Bibles if I could find some really? yeah I'd like to have a few just for giggles. So, well, let me just say, I, I'm scouring auctions and other things, and I see those more than I see pulps. <laughs> and I don't know why. I just can't find pulps. I don't know if people aren't are just thinking they're like Reader's Digest and nobody wants to buy them or something and just tossing them because, like, they're just pros. There's no, you know, not many, not hardly any pictures of, at all in there, so... I've just I don't have my search figured out yet on those. What did you buy that book from Heritage that I showed you? No, I haven't done that yet. I need to do that. I was gonna say that will probably be helpful in trying to locate some of these things. Well, no, that's just got the price guide. That's just a price guide. It's not gonna tell you where to find them locally. Yes, but all those things have ads in them. There's got to be mm. somebody with a shop or something. It's got an ad in there that can. At least get you started. Well, like I said, my LCS, he, he does a lot of pulp stuff and everything. So I'm just trying to find them in the wild right now. Right. You know, where I can, you know, maybe buy some in bulk and figure some stuff out. So, but okay. I'm I'm still keeping my eye out for the pulps. But I'm I'm not having a success other than eBay. And now, and given eBay prices, and now all the taxes and stuff being collected and things, uh, that eBay, uh, it's getting kind of pricey. It is. I don't know. I'm still toying about, and I will do it someday. I don't know when, but uh, start trying to collect some of the old underground comics from the 60s and 70s. Oh, I think my... uh my LCS actually has a short box of those. Nice. We should have gone by there when you were here last time. I guess we didn't, did we? No, we didn't. Well, we went by your shop, but not this past time, back in October. We well, yeah, that's where you got that second appearance of Poison Ivy, which I didn't realize was the second appearance of Poison Ivy. Yes, it is. 
What was that, 183? I think so. I have to go back. And ever since then, I've been kind of looking for them. (laughs) And, oh, I found some news this week. Of course, everybody's, all the businesses, companies are sending out emails. Well, I got an email this past week that CBCS, which is over in Dallas, is no longer taking drop-in, walk-in submissions. You gotta mail them now, so. But of course. Well, yeah. They're only thinking of their uh, workers. Yes. But. I was, you know, actually, I was wondering if the grading services, if there would be. Well, let's see. CGC is in Florida, and that's where you had all that more an older population, and then all the spring breakers spreading stuff around. I was wondering if all non-essential businesses in Florida would be closed, and then CGC would be closed. Because I would say grading comics isn't an essential business. No, I wouldn't think so. Maybe for Dewan it is, but... Uh, I don't know. Does Dewan <laughs> get a lot of stuff graded? I don't think so. I'm just teasing. Just I mean, teasing. I, I send stuff off to be graded only about once or twice a year. But I send it to my presser, and then my presser sends it off, and then I get it. I've still Which got I, to get my Batman 880... Or no, my Texas Comics 880 pressed and graded. You've got the con, you got the local contact, and then you got CBCS that is local to you. I know, I know. But you, well, you can't walk it in now. No, that's true. <laughs> hey, I finally, after almost a year, got my original art, Love and Rockets, framed. Ooh. What about the one you got this year? I haven't done that. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. I might can just buy a small frame because it's only. Like six by eight. Something. You could fold it up and keep it in your wallet. That's it. Exactly. Good idea. Thank you. Then you can just then you can have it with you all the time. Right. I can just well, actually I can punch a hole in it, tie a string, and hang it off my rearview mirror. <laughs> so it just kind of dangles there, and I can look at it while I drive. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've got to do something with mine that I got last year and this year. I still haven't done anything with them. But yeah, I've, it turned out real well. Um, Wait a second, did you? Where'd you go to? Did you go to like the Hobby Lobby and have them frame? No, no, no. <laughs> I found a really a proper frame shop because I didn't want. I had very specific standards. I went in there and I said, I don't want this defaced in any way. I don't want it glued onto any board where I can't get it off. I want all archival equipment. I'm all UV glass. UV glass, the whole works. And they did a really good job. The way they ended up doing it was that there's a archival low low adhesive tape and they just taped the corners onto a acid-free foam core. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it real closely, yeah, you can see the tape on the corners, but it, it really doesn't, you have to really look for it and know what you're looking for to see it. So that, you know, it can be easily removed. And we put a matting on it. We had to, because of the way Jaime signed it, he signed it really low to the bottom edge. So about, I don't know, the mat matting covers up about one sixteenth of an inch at the bottom of the signature, but you can still make it out who it is. So. No, that'll work. Oh yeah, it works. No, I'm I'm pleased with it. 
And it'll cost yeah. me like ninety dollars for the whole mounting job, which is Oh, that's really good. It is. Yeah, I'm still oof. I'm still in my conundrum for some of my movie posters and stuff I want to do, whether the Lennon back them or not. I keep reading, you know, that's that's a way of archiving, saving them. Then I read more. It's like, can you do it out of a certain kind of glue because it's water soluble, so you can take it off? And but I'm like, how do you take off a water-based glue on a piece of paper? How's that work? <laughs> Is that what you not want to do? I get know. water on it. So. <sighs> I don't know. I'm still fighting this whole thing about some stuff I want to get done. But it's like, do I linen back it or not? Because I, like you, it's like, I don't want it glued to some cardboard or glued to something and then framed and all that. It can't be, that can't be done. But if I linen back it, but then I hear that's a lot of what they do. It's like one of Ann's, somebody she works with or knows, he collects vintage Opera posters, and I mean, I'm talking stuff from like the late 1800s, early 1900s stuff. And supposedly he gets his linen backed and stuff like that, but right, I don't know if it's equivalent or not. Because I just got a bunch of stuff I want to do that too, and I'm just keeping. I keep going back and forth. I'm going to linen back it. I'm not going to linen back it. I'm going to linen back it. I'm not going to linen back it. Yeah. So, it's tough having hobbies that deal in paper. It is challenging, yes. So, if it was only papyrus. <laughs> yep. So, anywho, what else you got? Or are we um... yammered on long enough today? I can't think of anything else specifically. Yeah, I need to drop some shrooms like Martin, and maybe I can have more t- things to talk about. <laughs> um, I think I'll pass. <laughs> you don't want to be enlightened? Yeah, I do want to be enlightened. Oh my god, I just thought of something else. Uh-oh. I'm hoping all these shutdowns doesn't drive Pinkney Bend out of business. Oh my god, that would be horrible. I guess we got to stock up. Oh, the liquor. That was one of the things they did mention. Is like they're they're shutting the businesses down. Only only essential businesses like grocery stores, pharmacies, and liquor stores. So liquor stores do fall in the state of Missouri. Do fall under essential businesses. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't know about distilleries, but well, hey, it's if interesting. It's only the, if there's only those two guys there, they can stay apart. It's interesting. There's a distillery up in Louisville, which is just north of me, that. Um, they're still in business. They're, they're closing to the public where you can't just walk in. Except what they've started doing is um, bottling some, I think, just grain alcohol as hand sanitizer and giving it away. Mm, just, I guess that'll work. You just have, They've said they uh, checked with the CDC, CDC and got guidelines, and it it, it meets the guidelines of... It has to have a certain percentage of alcohol and mm-hmm. such a so does that mean you can drink it or sanitize your hands? I don't know <laughs> you can do both 
<laughs> and of course, the you know the Navy Gen that's one hundred and fifteen, one hundred five, one hundred fifteen. One hundred fifteen. So, so it's almost sixty percent. I could use that as hand sanitizer in a pinch. <laughs> well, why would you waste it that way? I'm not. I'm out hand sanitize my mouth. I'm, I was gonna say I'm, I'm using it as a stomach sanitizer. So. You gargling with it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to find out if James and his wife like the. Yeah, I don't know how to do that other than to ask Eric. Cause Eric's is the only email <laughs> I've got. I don't have. A, I guess I could try James because I know Eric's is Eric at cowabunga dot com. Oh God, I just gave his email out to to the world. He's gonna get bombarded with. Email. Well, if you want to order comics and have them delivered at home, just email eric at cowabunga.com. Yeah, but there's a very good possibility that there's a james at cowabunga.com. So. Maybe. But no, that's all I have for right now. Yeah, yeah, just staying indoors, practicing social distancing, and, re- and reading comics. Yes. And sorting comics, and bagging comics, and filing comics. I've got to do a lot of bagging. Oh, my stuff came from Cowabunga. That I Ooh. They sent it along with my monthly order, so I got this huge box. I looked at it and I said, what? son of a bitch, what, the, what is this? <laughs> they, they packed all of that together. So <laughs> I had my regular monthly order, which is always about 30, 40 books, and then plus the nearly 80 that I bought when we were up there. So Yeah, you bought 80, but they were only like three for a dollar. Oh, yeah. 80 comics, and I paid with Did tax back- 30 did they bag and board them for you? No. Oh. A lot of them were already bagged. A few of them were boarded. But no, they didn't. Mm. Hey, what have you done with your Batman 457? Um, It's sitting up in my office area. I haven't tried to put it, hang it up somewhere, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Why not put it on the wall so you can... Oh, I know, punch a hole in it and hang it from your rearview mirror so you can just have it with you all the time. Yeah, I'm going to do like Martin and just crack it open and, you know, like he does with his CG. Uh, I don't know if he's done all of them like that, but he definitely, Mike Myers has. He did, or he said he was going to do that to the book he bought last year at C2E2, but whether he did or not. But. I don't think I remember hearing on one of the on Nerdy Legion that he hadn't done it yet. It was still sitting there in the in the CGC case, and it was trying to figure out how to display it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have – I don't know. I can't just put it – I don't think I could put it down here in the living room. I don't think it would go well with Pam. I don't think she wants that to be <laughs> – Oh, you'd have to put some kind of UV screen on it, though. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the problem. Yep. So – Yeah, I have been debating about displaying some of my comics on the walls and such. I've got one displayed, and that's uh, uh, Harbinger. Love and Rockets? No, it's not. Believe it or not, it's not. It's a Harbinger 25 variant cover that was done by Gilbert Hernandez of Love and Rockets. And it's signed by Gilbert and several other people. Justin got it for me um, a few years ago. He had a copy of it. And he got it for me, or sent it to me. So I've got that displayed. Oh, lucky you. He's given me a couple things. Uh, he got... Because they... The Hernandez brothers made a very rare con appearance at 
what is it? Dink in Col in Colorado? Whatever that con is. Oh, Denver something, something, something. Dink is the acronym. I don't remember what it stands for, but they were there and he got me a signed copy of the Love the new Love and Rockets magazine, volume four, which they brought back in two thousand sixteen. So I got a signed issue number one of that that mm-hmm. he got for me. So yeah. So, oh, hey, just something just popped up in my uh, podcast feed. So I don't think you listen to Comics for Fun and Profit, do you? I do. You do? Well, a new one just popped up with Comics Industry and COVID-19 with Eric and Drew. And I think that's Eric from uh, Cowabunga. Yeah, he appears about once a month on that. Also, he's on, I think he makes an appearance on the comic book page as well. So it looks like they just put out one this morning on, I guess, how their shop's dealing with stuff. And they're probably going to have a – he'll probably have more of an insider information on how it's publishing and distribution and stuff's going to be affected going forward. So I'll have to listen to that later today to kind of see how things are going. But, yeah, I like the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. Yeah, I do. I don't – you know, I don't do a lot of speculation, but it's it's interesting to hear what they – come up with well they talk about sales and how the industry's doing and uh what's coming out and some things like that so it's they they give you a good insight about what's coming out and i you know from a more from an interesting like covers or story standpoints they point out stuff i mean they're kind of like me they get all the hot stuff and they buy all the interesting stuff but then <laughs> they they never put it up to sell it with right. all the intentions to <laughs> I understand. So. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. All right. You've been listening to Best of the Rest, the COVID-19 version. <laughs> you can tweet the show at BOTR Comics. You can reach me at J Forgets. And I'm at UT Engineer. And, uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. And we will see you down the road. <laughs>